Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're in the 10th chapter of Mark and focusing on verses 13 through 16. You've probably heard the term childlike faith, and this passage is certainly about that. Jesus rebukes his disciples for keeping children from approaching him. After all, Jesus was very important and very busy and didn't have time for the distractions of a child's attention, right? Wrong, according to Jesus. But beyond the rebuke, Jesus also teaches a lesson about faith and those who populate the kingdom of God. So what does childlike faith mean? Is it a biblical term? Is it required for salvation? These are all very important questions that Pastor Jim will answer as we listen in this week. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Faith Like Children. If you profess Jesus as your Lord, your children should be able to see through your words and your actions and your habits and your commitments and your priorities, that your highest priority on earth is knowing Him and leading them to know Him. If your kids don't see in you that being a a child of God, being with the people of God in His church, serving and worshiping and, and provoking each other to love and good deeds, if they don't see that that is your utmost importance, I don't know how to say it other than you're sinning against your children and your grandchildren. That is our highest priority to bring children to Jesus. They need to see you feeding yourself on the Word of God. They need to see you praying or you are sinning against them. Now, why can I say that so strongly? Because it doesn't exactly say that in verse 13. Oh, yeah, but there's the next two verses that teach us to have childlike faith. Mark 10, 14 and 15. But when Jesus saw this, when He saw the disciples rebuking the people for bringing the children, when, the disciple, when Jesus saw this, He was indignant and said to them, Permit the children to come to Me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to... And now hang on to these three words because we're going to be back to them a couple times today. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. These two verses are ready to explode into your mind with new insights if you'll let them. Mark went out of his way to include this story. You could, you could pluck it out of his gospel and, it, and join it, join the what's before and what's after, and, and you wouldn't think anything was missing. Obviously, this is something the Holy Spirit deemed very important for us to know. The, the Mosaic Covenant, the Old Covenant, required passing on the knowledge of the Word of God from generation to, to generation, or if not, Israel would suffer curses. We're not under the Mosaic Covenant. We're not Israel, but the principle still applies. If we don't pass along the knowledge of the Word of God to the next generation, the church will die. 
capital C church, the church worldwide will die. And if we don't pass along that word accurately, then the church is going to be weak and effective. Leading children to faith by exercising childlike faith ourselves is not just a good thing to do. It is utterly crucial. It's the most important task assigned by God to every parent. It's a strong word there. Jesus was indignant at the disciples' reaction to what they perceived as an interruption. They were trying to prevent something that Jesus considered very important. Now, Jesus had never heard the song, but trust me, Jesus loves the little children. He wanted them to come. His compassion for what they were going to face as they grew up in a sinful and corrupt world is is very obvious. His care just overflows in this passage. He was angry with the disciples for hindering the parents who just wanted good things for their children. He was angry because the disciples were continuing to show their own spiritual dullness and their hard-heartedness, their hard-headedness. He was angry because the disciples were presuming to determine who could and could not approach Him. He didn't take to that. Likely the most important reason that Jesus was angry was because the disciples were failing to recognize the preciousness of a child and how they trust. I think He was also angry because they had apparently missed a lesson that we just saw Him teach them in the previous chapter Rather than keeping the children away, Jesus wants the disciples to learn a spiritual lesson from the children. We just saw in the previous chapter that when Jesus was back in Capernaum, before He went down to uh, Perea and down to uh, Judea, remember he, he, he was dealing with the disciples who were arguing which of them is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He was probably in the home of Peter and Andrew, so the child that He took was probably one of their kids, put him in their midst, wrapped his arms around him, and taught them that if you want to be great in my kingdom, you need to receive children in my name. And on that occasion, Jesus said something that Matthew recorded for us in Matthew 18.3. Jesus, with the little child in His arms, had said to His disciples, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So guys, quit fighting about who's greatest. Come with childlike faith. The strongest reason why this little bit is included in the Gospels is to reinforce the fact that you have absolutely no chance whatsoever of entering the kingdom of God, of spending eternity with Jesus Christ, except coming to Him in humble trust, trusting Him completely to do what you are totally incapable of doing. If you think you have one ounce of one shred of something to contribute to your salvation, you've missed the kingdom of God by a gazillion miles. You've got to come as one who can't do anything to get there on His own. Now, I want to suggest to you there's a couple layers of meaning here. The most obvious is we need to train our children to know Jesus Christ and to understand the gospel. We need to trust Him so that 
we bring them to Jesus. But don't miss the part that Jesus says, this applies to you, not only to the children. Remember I told you to hang on to three words? Permit the children to come to me. Verse 14. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. A couple of things here are crucial. The only kind of faith that saves is childlike faith. That's the only kind of faith that gets anyone into the kingdom of God. Now ponder what that means. Ponder the dependence of a, of a child, especially a very young child, on his parents. Consider the qualities associated with being a child. That child has to trust his parents for absolutely everything. Helpless on his own. He's simple. He has to obey his parents. He's, he's unpretentious. He's, he's humble. He's completely dependent. He lets you know what he needs, just like we need to let our Father know what, need, what we need. For you to be a Christian requires that you trust God for everything. You learn how to walk by obeying His Word. You, you take in His Word every day as food for your soul. You trust Him to know what is best for you in everything. You, you tell Him what's on your mind. You tell Him what, what weighs on your heart. And notice the emphasis. This is necessary to enter the kingdom of God. There will be no one in the kingdom who gets there any other way than to be such as these. No one with any other attitude will get there. Secondly, such as these tells us those little children possess the kingdom. I mean, let that... Let that flip-flop for you because it works both ways. This is one of several texts in the Bible that points toward a spectacular facet of God's grace. The Lord's statement here has no qualifications or conditions or restrictions. You've got to come just like these who possess the kingdom. Jesus did not say that that applies only to the children of faithful Jews, only to those who are circumcised. He does not mention the elect children. Uh, He does not say it's only to those infants that were present on that particular occasion. The Greek word toyutan, such as these, means that Jesus was referring to all those who are unable to believe savingly in a saving fashion because they've not reached the point of personal accountability. And Jesus takes these children and He blesses them. Now, go home this afternoon if you want. Read all the way through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you will find that Jesus never pronounces blessing on people who are outside of His kingdom. That's amazing. Babies, before they reach the age when they are able to understand good and evil, and therefore to believe or to reject, 
And that, that stage varies from child to child. I'm not going to give you a formula if for it. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.